I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. The next set of interviews are recorded at the Internet Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina earlier this year. His first interview is with Eli Schwartz. Eli is an SEO expert and consultant with more than a decade of experience driving SEO and growth programs for leading B2B and B2C companies. He's helped clients like Shutterstock, Blue Nile, Quora, Get Around, Mixpanel, and Zendesk build and execute global SEO strategies. In the past, Eli led the SEO team at SurveyMonkey, building organic search to one of the largest growth drivers at the company. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Eli Schwartz. Welcome to the show, Eli. It's great to be here. I know we've got a little background noise for those listening because we're at the Internet Summit and you're speaking. So, uh, but I know you're going to talk about SEO. When did you get into SEO? You know, I sort of fell into it by accident. I was working at a company called Quinn Street, which is an affiliate marketing lead generation company. They were helping connect affiliates who knew how to drive traffic with companies that needed leads. So, for example, in uh, 2006, during the mortgage crisis, there were a lot of people that wanted to buy subprime leads, and there were a lot of affiliates that knew how to fish in the dirty pools of the sewers <laughs> to find people that didn't deserve mortgages but needed mortgages. They connected them. So I was working there, I was working with those affiliates, and they were getting $50,000 checks a month, and they were driving all their traffic with SEO. So I decided what they were doing was so much more interesting than what I was doing, and I started reverse engineering 
their processes. I'd get on the phone with them. My goal was to get them to drive more leads. But instead, I was like, tell me, where do you do keyword research? Like, how do you get backlinks? Mm. How'd you pick your domain name? And then I started doing it on the side and pretty much built a career in that from there. That's interesting. So I know you're going to be talking about a provocative area of SEO here at the Internet Summit. And I wondered if you could tell us, for those that aren't here at the Internet Summit, why are the basic SEO practices just not working? So the basic SEO practices have been the same from when I started doing SEO. It's the same as those affiliates told me to do. Pick some keyword research, put them in your title tag, put that content on your website, build some links to it. So those are the basics that hasn't changed since Google started. But everything about Google has changed. So I live in Silicon Valley, and the streets around my house are teeming with self-driving cars <laughs> made by Google. Google, more than any other company, has, has driven more miles self-driving than anybody else. Wow. So they've driven 5 billion miles in the last nine years. So they're using their technology to make decisions that literally save lives and prevent deaths. They can make a right on red. They know when to make a right on red. They know when someone's running across the street. They know when there's a ball on the street they could drive over. They know when there's a kid in the street they shouldn't. <laughs> they know all these things, yet we treat Google on the search side as if they're really dumb and we can trick them. So that's where <laughs> SEO has to change. You know, when people talk about, oh, it's all about the user and, and user intent, Google actually is using AI, so they're like a fake user. Hmm. We need to think about Google as another user who can read content and can process thoughts and understand quality. And that's what not a lot of people are incorporating into their SEO best practices. So does that mean that there is kind of a, a need to not just stuff your keywords in your content, but actually write good content that humans would like to read? <laughs> Amazingly, yes. <laughs> we actually have to write good content that people could read. You know, there's this thing called uh, EAT, where Google said you need to have, in your content, has to be expertise, yeah. authoritative, and trustworthy. And then I've uh, had clients ask me, like, did I put enough EAT into my content? I'm like, are, are you real? If you're real, <laughs> then you shouldn't ask that question. Like, did I manage to pretend that I am real? <laughs> Either you're real or you're not real. Right. And that's where, when it comes to, like, SEO best practices, people focus too much on, like, did they check all the boxes? Right. Have they managed to trick Google? And really, if you can manage to trick users, then you will definitely trick Google. So if your thing is tricking somebody, trick users, and then you'll trick right. Google. Interesting. Well, what should practitioners do? I know you're, I think you're going to talk about a four-step process. So I love to use data for making decisions around SEO. So my favorite tool is Google Search Console. So my four-step process is really get rid of any idea of best practices being the way to work. Then move on to data. And the data I use is for coming from Google Search Console. It shows you the keywords you're already driving traffic from. That's your keyword research. It shows you the URLs are driving traffic. Those are the URLs you want to focus on. It shows you the keywords you're getting impressions on. Those are the keywords you want to focus on and get more traffic, more uh, higher rankings, more people clicking. Right. It shows you the click-through rate from Google. If that's not good, work on improving the click-through rate by updating your titles. Then moving on from there, taking that data, and using it to grow. So turning those keywords into new content, looking around your industry, seeing what kind of content people are already writing. There's this advice, you need a thousand words, long form content in order to rank. You don't need long form content if no one else has long form content. There's an advice, you need to have images. You don't need images if no one else in your industry has images. And then from there, putting it in a process of experimentation. So just like with any other product, you can do experimentation where you wanna know what should the price be? Let's raise the price. Let's lower the price. Let's change the call to action. And the same thing should be done for SEO. It should not never be this process where it's SEO'd and done. Like I, you know, <laughs> when I worked inside companies, there was, there was always this thing from engineers like, I'm done this thing, can you SEO it? 
There is no SEO. It's, it's a continuous process. If you've done an experiment and it's worked, figure out how to tweak that experiment to make it even better and continue to drive more traffic from it. And really, as, these, as you're running these experiments, you should have learnings from it that you should be able to translate into something else. Well, I'm a big fan of SEO, I guess, in the fact that it's an asset that just keeps giving and giving and giving if you do it right. Right. Yeah, I right. mean, my favorite stat around SEO is there's a number floating around the internet about how there are 4% of clicks from search go into ads. It's only 4%. So Google's wow. driving $100 billion a year <laughs> off of 4% of clicks. Now, we can't multiply that 4% times 25 to figure out the organic number because there's a certain amount of searches that are just searches for information. Right. So let's be conservative, multiply it by 10. That's a trillion dollars. There's a trillion dollars in organic search value. Right. So I think that's continued to grow. Google's doing self-driving cars because they want us to use the internet more, not because they think we're suddenly going to start searching less. So, <laughs> the, this they're is, protecting their turf. They're with protecting the self -driving their self-driving cars. They're putting these devices <laughs> in our houses <laughs> so we can speak to them and do more searches. There's it. a certain amount of search that exists today, and I think in a few years from now, I don't know that it's going to two exit, but it's certainly yeah. going to be a lot bigger than it is today. Awesome. Are there examples, you know, either from your prior work? You know, I know you were formerly with Survey Monkey most recently, but other Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think you have done other clients as well in the past and now. Any examples come to mind of people that are getting it right? My favorite example of somebody that's getting it right is TripAdvisor. Yeah. So they uh, were the key to success for TripAdvisor that no one could imitate as they actually got into it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do that, you should get into it early. You should find that space and, and get into it. Amazon did the same thing. While every other e-commerce company, well, they weren't even e-commerce. They were just retail. We're trying to figure out, should they do the internet? Should they not do the internet? Amazon's like, we're only doing the internet. We're, we're going to do this thing. <laughs> and then, you know, when Target got around it, they're like, oh, Amazon's already number one. Walmart, right. still not really around it. Amazon's number one. So TripAdvisor's like that. They dominate on all that travel search, except what TripAdvisor does is they continue to experiment on trying to improve the clicks and trying to improve the products. Like one search I like doing is my kids always like to go to a hotel that has an indoor pool so they can go swimming at night. And there are pages on TripAdvisors for every single city of hotels with indoor pools. So they're continuing to iterate on the kind of content they have and the kind of pages they're creating and the title tags and the meta descriptions to get you to click through on that content. And then from a client perspective, I recently worked with Shutterstock and they're the kind of product I really love to work on for SEO because they have, I think it's something like 20 million URLs. So you can't go in and write anything for 20 million URLs, right. that all has to be programmatic. And all of and their content's all commoditized and duplicated. Mm. I mean, a picture is a picture. It's the same on Shutterstock as on Getty and every other smaller photo site. Mm. So 
figuring out the puzzle there and how to make Shutterstock, for the most part, rank higher than their competitors, because there's no way to really guarantee a, a higher ranking for everything. But for the most part, like, what are you going to put in place? Like, those are fun challenges. Yeah, that's a huge challenge. And I never thought about the aspect of the programmatic SEO. Like, how do you tweak it to make it even better at that scale? Yeah, so everything I do with my clients is programmatic SEO. Mm. I don't typically do keyword research and content marketing. Yep. It's really I'm working with companies where there is a scalable approach. Mm. They just need to figure out that scalable approach. And they need to make a bet. So usually I'm doing product consulting where the companies I'm working with, they may have a large corpus of content that they want to release publicly, maybe coming from an app. But they don't know what they should release. What are the pages they should create? What are the languages they should focus on? They may have multiple languages. Do they want to have multiple languages when they create their website? So those are the decisions to make. And if you make the wrong decision, you probably won't find out for a year. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a gamble. It's a big one. Well, how do you think SEO fits into the overall marketing mix? So I think it's a channel. So if you think about all the channels, this is the one that for many large companies is the one that they invest the least in. So the one they invest the most in is obviously paid marketing. And interestingly, throughout the time that I've been doing SEO and then through the time I've been doing SEO consulting, paid marketing is getting more expensive yes. because Google and Facebook have shareholders. And, and they, they keep raising rates. They keep raising it. They need to pass more value onto their yep. shareholders. There's also uh, Facebook and Google have had a privacy pivot because mm -hmm. they've had privacy problems. And as they create their privacy pivot, it becomes illegal or just no longer able to target on things you shouldn't have been able to target on to begin with. So say you do only want to target high income people to sell them mortgages and you were able to do that before on Facebook, now you're not able to. So you actually have to target low income people too. Mm. And they're also going to click on your ad and they're also going to cost you money. So your prices overall are going to go up. Same time we have companies like Uber that buy every impression on, on Facebook. Mm. So that just makes it more expensive for everyone that does not want to buy more impressions. <laughs> so what I'm seeing is that more and more companies are looking to invest in this channel. The way companies did SEO is they Googled it, they found some best practices guide and they're like, okay, we need to have a title tag. So we've done SEO, but they didn't put someone in that actual seat. They haven't made anybody responsible for it. So now it's a marketing channel. They're starting to want to have someone responsible for it. They're starting to want to have someone grow that channel. So it really, it's a channel. And because it's in many cases, solo effort, it's been an ignored channel. Right. Totally agree. People underestimate the value of it. It's much like content marketing, frankly. A lot of people underestimate that as well. So interesting to see your thoughts. Last question for you. What do you think the future of search will be? They keep changing, right? Yeah. So Google's ultimate goal is AI, which means that they want to be like humans. So the same way a human will do a search and say, well, that's not what I was looking for, and they'll refine their search. The same way a human will do a search and say, well, I don't like the first five results. I like result number six. And they click into result number six, and they say, well, that's not exactly what I was looking for. I want to go back and look for something else. I want to do another search. So Google can't really get there yet because they can't understand content. They can read content. They can put context together. So the kind of words are on the page. They can figure out what it's about. The image is on the page. I love talking about this with people that have iPhones. I have an Android, I have a Pixel made by Google, so I get to see like really what Google's produced. There's an app on Android called Google Lens, which you take a picture of something and it'll tell you what it is. Yeah. So I think there'll be more and more of diverse searches. So Google can recognize images. They don't need all text to tell you what an image is. They can recognize the image. I can take a picture of a product. They'll tell me what product it is, who makes it. Ultimately, they'll let me buy it. Right now, they won't let me buy it, right? So <laughs> Instagram right. and their buy buttons, Google's going to have their buy buttons. So I think that's the future of search. It'll be much, much more intelligent, but also more useful. We're going to see more no-click results on Google, but that's a good thing. When you have a no-click result, like what's the weather today? Three years ago, if you want to know what the weather was, you Google 
Googled what's the weather in Raleigh, and then you had to click into like CBS News, right. and you had to click today only, and then it would tell you after you watched a video. Now you, Google just tells you. So I think we're going to see more and more of that because it's useful. And then from there, you'll do more searches because that's ultimately what Google wants. So future of search, there'll just be more ways to search. I don't think Google's putting devices in our houses not for us to search, not to, they're putting devices in our houses not because they just want to give us another way to play music. They want us to do more searches. So landscape of search will change, the way we're going to do search will change, and the things we'll get from search will change. You may be able to say like, hey, Google, what's up? What's the price of laundry detergent? And Google will say, it's gonna be at your door in two hours. So <laughs> ultimately, I think that's where they want to go. Wow. Well. Thank you for coming on the show today. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.